on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists sake of the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Q and AF. That's where uh, you submit the Qs and I bring you the AFs. As always, you could submit your questions, which can be about anything. Uh, that can be about personal development, how to win, how to kick ass, uh, business, life, uh, what's going on in the world, literally anything. Uh, and you could submit those questions too. Guys, email those questions in to askandy at andyfrasella.com. And ask DJ. Hello, children. What's going on, dude? <laughs> what's going on, brother? Um, yeah, if this is your first time tuning in, this is not like other podcasts, okay? Uh, we have shows within the show, and that makes it uh, that much more valuable. So other times when you tune in, you might have CTI. That's called Cruise the Internet. That's where uh, we cruise the internet, all right? We throw up three topics right up here on this screen. Uh, we make fun of the people that wrote them. We make fun of the people that believe them, and we make fun of the people uh, who actually read this shit and spread it around. And then we talk about what truth there may be underlying what problem there is to solve and how we as a collective can be a solution to that problem. Uh, other times when you tune in, we have real talk. Real talk is five to 20 minutes of me just basically ranting and talking some shit about what I think you need to hear. All right. That's what real talk is. It's exactly what the fuck it sounds like. Uh, and then we have full length and full length is uh, sort of what you guys are used to with the 40 million other podcasts out there. I am not the best interviewer in the world. I am a conversationalist. Mm -hmm. it's, it's above interviewer yeah. in the rankings. So I don't want to hear your shit. All right. Uh, there is a fee for the show. You'll hear us talk about the fee. The fee is just, hey, man, if you get real value out of the show, we appreciate it if you shared it. That's how the message uh, spreads. You know, I don't take endorsement dollars from companies to uh, send messages to you guys. And in exchange for not boring you half the show with my fucking stupid reads about stuff that I probably don't even use and I'm just getting paid to talk about. Uh, and you have to question whether or not I'm saying what they want me to say or right. if I'm saying what I actually believe. In exchange <laughs> for all of that, uh, I just ask that you share the show. That's it, man. We're trying to get the message out. And uh, we've grown a tremendously uh, strong, powerful podcast uh, over the course of the better part of a decade off of word of mouth. I like word of mouth. Word of mouth is genuine. It's real. And that's how we operate here. So, um, so yeah, that's it. That's the rundown. <laughs> What's going on? No, I could just, I could picture you having to like doing some heads for shit. You know, preparation H. Nah, it's good. <laughs> bro. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that, man. I, no, I don't see how people, I don't you know see what the worst can. one I've seen on TV, dude, is the, the, <laughs> do you remember the, the, the Dannon like probiotic yogurt yes. ads. Yes. Or like the, like the activity shit. Yeah, bro. They yeah. have these like women on the ad that they're talking about how like they eat this yogurt and it makes them poop better. Yeah. Like it's just, a, <laughs> it's just, that's a bad thing for you guys to do, man. Cause now all I think when I see some of these girls that did these ads is like them pooping. Yeah. Like for the rest of their it's, life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you gotta yeah, be, be a bad image. Yeah. Yeah. A bad image. So I wouldn't do preparation H. <laughs> I might do some other stuff. Though. I know what I certainly wouldn't do. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't talk about this amazing, uh, tasteful, yeah. uh, orange sunrise first form energy drink that has me feeling great. 
It has me feeling like a whole fucking bowl of sunshine, baby. Right. I wouldn't talk about, but this is not an ad. That's definitely not an ad. It's not an ad. But if you were. I'm just saying, if if I were to take money for ads, I would consider these guys. It's not a bad choice. Yeah. I like I like the blue drink for sure. I'm still a, a blue drink guy, man. Yeah, yeah. You like that blue, blue raspberry? Yeah, that blue raspberry, something different. Anyway, yeah, not not an ad for sure. So what we got today, dude? Well, as always, brother, I got some good ones for you. All right, you always so, do. Hey, where where can people follow you at, dude? Um, not enough of you guys follow DJ. Oh well, yeah. oh I appreciate the guys that do. They're not hosts. They share the show. Yeah, right. Uh, but I'm on Instagram, guys, uh, at officially B Johnson. Yeah. yeah, go follow him. I think we're starting to post on YouTube with these shows now. Yeah, well, hello, YouTube. That'll be nice. Hi, yeah. guys. Yeah, this is what the fuck we look like. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you know what's crazy? Most people don't know I'm black. Oh, they don't? <laughs> <laughs> you only talk about it every fucking show. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? I talk about my they credit score all the time. They must think that you're just time. pretending. Yeah. Like, you're black? Right. Like, what the fuck? I had a black person tell me that, like, damn, I didn't know you were black. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. Here I am. Yep, you, you're definitely black. All the oppression yeah. and the blackness. <laughs> All right, well, let's knock these out, man. Andy, I got some good ones for you. All man. right. Question number one. Uh, Andy, I have a young employee that has worked for me for the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to do more in the company, which is great, and I want him to do more. However, him being 18... Uh, he's still very immature for his age, and the next steps for him would involve him driving company vehicles, which I don't feel him uh, feel comfortable with him driving yet, um, as I see how he drives his own. So my question is, how do I help him become more mature and act more like an adult so I can start trusting him to do more? Well, you've got to just explain to him very clearly that your progress stops right now unless you change this, this, and this, and this, you know, mm-hmm. about yourself. Yeah. Um, if he's truly hungry and he's truly ambitious and he truly wants to be a part of what you got going on. He'll make those adjustments and he'll understand and he'll, he will, I've had plenty of people and over the course of business and my companies who have been young, uh, 17, 18, 19 years old, who also, you know, acted like a typical 17, 18, 19 year old kid, yeah. uh, where I pulled him in. I said, Hey man, you're, you're good. Mm-hmm. Like, I like you. I like your enthusiasm. I think you're great for the company, but bro, you got this problem and this problem and this problem and your progress stops right here unless this problem, this problem, and this problem are fucking handled. Mm. And I think people you know, can respect that, especially whenever they're young and they're making some progress inside of a company where not everybody's maybe that young. Um, by just giving them that direction, that direct talk, yeah. where, hey, if you want to go further, this has to change. It's not a negotiation. Yeah. Uh, you'll see some changes pretty quick. Yeah. you know, Because, dude, when you're young and people are extra ambitious like that, you know, that's some of the most powerful people that you could have inside of your organization because they haven't been beat down by 15 jobs already before they got to. Yeah. yeah. So like they haven't been the, the ambition and the drive and the life force and all the great things that, that you need your company to have, haven't been sucked out of them by, you know, unfulfilled promises or uh, bad employment in other companies or mm-hmm. bad situations or staying in a state in one situation for the 10 years. And then, developing the belief system that, you know, I can never move out of this. And, you know, there's a lot of, you're working with a blank slate and it's very important that you understand that you have an opportunity to maybe bring someone up who's, who's 17, 18 now, but by the time they're 25, they could be running your shit. Yeah. Okay. I've had executives and companies, you know, that I'm involved in that are, you know, 25, 26, 27 years old, man, yeah. because those are the guys that have the uh, the drive, the ambition, the hunger, and everything that that you really need to build something special, 
and, and unfortunately, man, you know, by the time people are 30, 40 years old or, or you know, especially in their 40s and up, a lot of these people are set in their ways. They're not willing to adapt. They're not willing to change their way of thinking. They think that it's too late for them in life. And because of that, you end up with someone who's basically a drag on your system. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of giving young people responsibility. And I think it just comes down to you being very direct and a very strong leader and saying, hey, here's what I need. Yeah. And if you don't do that, uh, you're not going to get what the fuck it is you're after. And, 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 and then making sure that they do those things. Yeah. You know? Do you think, I mean, obviously, like I, being around you, Andy, I know you take like the responsibility of raising uh, mature adults seriously, right? But do you think that's maybe like, that's something that entrepreneurs have maybe missed or not have taken as seriously? Like, and that's why we have 30 year olds with the less ambition and, th- you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. I think that there's a big, I think there's a big leadership gap in entrepreneurship yeah. uh, because just like there's a lot of people who are in their 40s, 30s and 40s who think like this is a job and I'm going to basically show up and do the minimum and go mm-hmm. home. There's just as many leaders out there that own companies, especially second generation leaders, people who were mm-hmm. born into their business who believe that you know it's good enough to uh, show up Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, go to their lake house on Friday, take Monday off, and they think that these people are going to go to battle for them inside the office. It's not right. going to fucking happen, bro. Right. Okay. So a lot of times the bad culture that you have in your office comes from your entitlement and you think that you're somehow uh, you know, in a position where you get to fuck off while everybody else fucking is, is working hard. Mm-hmm. And that's terrible leadership and it's, and it's a recipe for you losing your shit. Mm-hmm. This is why second, third generation businesses typically fucking fail because the people who are in charge of them do not possess the same work ethic and they can't possess the same work ethic or understanding that the first generation did when they were trying to grind it out, you know, every nickel, every dime, every customer at a time. Well, when you take someone and you plant them into that situation, they think this shit's just an automatic. There's no skin in the game. Yeah, they don't yeah. understand what it took to cultivate yeah. that. And that's why the longer and more successful your business becomes, the longer it's around and the more successful it becomes, uh, the harder it is to maintain that same mentality of hunger and growth and aggressiveness that you need to have. Yeah. But the reality of business is this. You're either moving forward or you're getting passed up because a lot of people think they can get to a certain point and they can just like be there. Cruise but, control. Yeah, but that doesn't work in life or business because, dude, there's enough people that are behind you right now who are hustling as hard as they fucking can who will pass you by the minute you start to put it in neutral and kind of coast. Okay, so the the, the market is always moving forward. And if you, for some reason, whatever reason, you know, whatever it is, maybe you get comfortable, maybe you start making good money, maybe you start to become, uh, you start thinking you're rich and you don't need to do these things or you're special or you're entitled to a different uh, lifestyle now because you've put in your time, right? That's very common with Mm -hmm. a lot of people. A lot of people think, they tell me this shit. You've put in your 24 years, bro. Why the fuck are you there all the time? Uh, Because I don't want to go backwards. Right. I want to continue to move forward. I understand that my external life is a result of what I do on all the shit you motherfuckers don't see, like that's the way the game works. Yeah. So when you see someone out there hustling and it doesn't make sense to you because they're rich as fuck and they've got everything that you could possibly ever comprehend, maybe it should occur to you that that person understands that the reason they have all those things is because of the work that they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, we have, we have equal fault here amongst some entitled employees and also some titled ownership. And if we want to switch the culture of this country around and make it the culture that we all believe it should be, um, 
that's going to have to change. You know, organization, and and, and by the way, it's natural order. You know, organizations that behave the ways that I'm describing will automatically be weeded out. Right. They eventually, they eventually die. So like, you know, it's just the natural process of the life cycle of a business. For sure. Sometimes it just takes time. Now, as an employee, I, if I were an employee, I would want to be, because not everybody's going to be an entrepreneur. You know, it's right. only, it's only seven to eight percent of people are entrepreneurs and only one percent of those are actually successful entrepreneurs. So when we consider who you want to work for, if you're an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur, someone who wants to be a part of an aggressive organization, you have to be within an organization that is actively and aggressively growing. Okay. That has that mentality of we're going to do this. They have a mission they're trying to accomplish. You don't want to ever get stuck in a company that's in one of those neutral phases yeah. because that'll you're going to waste your time being there and you only get one life, dude. You only get one career. You only get so many years to build something great. Yeah. And the more time you spend in an organization that's either stagnant or moving backwards, that's actually fucking you. You can't mm-hmm. make that time up. Yeah. So it's very important that if you're in one of those companies that's neutral or moving backwards, that you start looking for, you know, and you're an aggressive person, you want to win, you want to build a life. You know, some people don't give a fuck, dude. Some people, you know, they're going to cook fucking French fries their whole fucking life and that's going to be their life. And honestly, I don't care. Like, that's cool. But just don't bitch about what the fuck you don't have. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but if you're someone who's driven, ambitious, and hungry and wants to be a part of something, you have to actively seek out a company that also aligns with those values. Uh, and the question number two, Andy, I'm two years into my real estate business. I recently recommended a contractor who I've used multiple times in the past for other clients to a new client of mine, and it blew up in my face. Uh, The contractor is showing me a new side of him I've never seen before, uh, and it's going to cost my client an extra $4,000. I'm not working with the contractor anymore, uh, but I want to preserve the relationship with my client for this and for future transactions, referrals, et cetera. I'm planning on eating the 4K uh, for my clients since I referred the work. Am I being foolish for doing this, or do you consider this doing the right thing? Um, I, personally, that's something I would do. Yeah. Like, personally. But I've also been known to go overboard mm. to make things correct or make things right. And a lot of times, that's bit me in the ass. But the mm. reason I continue to do these things is because I believe in the greater good. Yeah. And I also believe that when you do what you think is right, that's the most important thing because I'm not sitting at home. I don't ever sit at home and think like, fuck, dude, I really like, I got cheap with that situation and it fucked up that relationship. Like, I don't, that's not a thought I ever have. I don't have, I don't have relationships that way. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that probably removes a lot of, um, you know, emotional burden off of someone when you know that you've given everything you can and when you know that you've helped every way that you can, you've done everything you can. Um, I think that's a good thing. It's it's more about your peace than it is about, you know, uh, the relationship. For sure. So, I, you know, I continue to do those things even though they aren't always reciprocated or appreciated. But, you know, I think most people would look at that and say that's probably overboard for sure but it depends on it depends on how you want to be viewed Mm. like do you want to be like i want to be viewed as someone who always does the right thing and makes shit right like when i fuck up i'm gonna fucking fix it and i want that to be part of the story that's told about me so you know i i assume that if you're even thinking i i commend you for even thinking that way because most people just wouldn't yeah most people would be like oh that sucks bro yeah i got here's another one for you (laughs) so so you know i actually you know that's 
I think I would do something similar to that if it were me, uh, within reason. And, and, and I, you know, I think that's a good thing to do. I think it's always a good thing to do when, when you know that you made a mistake, if you can make it right. I certainly don't think that would be expected. Right. I certainly don't think you're going to be blamed, but I certainly think that the story that's told about you from that person from then on out will be, holy shit, that's a stand-up motherfucker. Worth a lot more than 4K. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, could, you, couldn't, you couldn't buy that for 100K or a million. Right. You know? So that's the right way to be thinking about it for sure. So, because I mean- Doing the right thing, it's a it's a massive thing, especially now. Like right, like it's a it's a great opportunity for businesses to become more ethical and do the right thing. Right, the public wants it. Do would you? Is it is it? How exactly do you look at these situations? Is every single situation different, or do you look at it, every single situation is different when you're trying to like rectify the 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 problem? Or is there like no? There's no set rules, man. You got to take everything you know uh, as it comes. Yeah, you know every problem presented to you over the course of your life is going to be slightly different. So they're all technically unique, but the chances are you can fit all of those billions of little issues that you're going to face over the course of your life into probably, you know, five categories of problems, right? Yeah. Uh, you got a problem with your finances. You got a problem with relationship. You got a problem with your, your physical appearance or your, right. your health. You got a problem with your, your, uh, your mental state. You see what I'm saying? Like you could categorize all these issues and over the course of your life, you'll be able to recognize that, that, you know, these unique issues really aren't that unique. And you'll mm -hmm. be able to draw upon the previous experiences that you've had to solve the problems that you come up with. Yeah. This is why in business, it's important for you to not get completely demoralized when you have problems every single fucking day, because every single day. You, you may have a problem, but that problem and that solution is going to provide you with a new skill. And the next time a similar problem comes about, you're going to have an easier time solving those problems. And so that's yeah. why like when, when people start to look at you know, how hard it is to build a company or to build an income or to build a business or whatever it is you're working on, they don't appreciate the lessons that are being taught to them by the problems that they get to overcome. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, so a it's lot the of perception of it. Yeah, yeah. And they, yeah. and they only focus on the disruption because the expectation is that these people are supposed to have a perfect day. Right. Right. Well, listen, motherfucker, I don't know about you, but I haven't had a perfect day in a long fucking time. Like I, actually, I can't remember a single day that I was able to get through without zero fucking conflict yeah. or zero problems. I can't think of even one yeah. over the course of the last 24 years. And I bet if I was aware enough to recognize what I'm talking about back then, I probably didn't have one before that. And I probably just had the wrong attitude. And I was looking at it like, fuck, why is this all this shit happening to me? Mm -hmm. Well, when you take your perspective and you switch it from, fuck, why is all this shit happening to me? And you switch it to like, damn, dude, I'm grateful. I'm learning these lessons. This is making me better. Now, all of a sudden, instead of it disrupting your whole day or disrupting your whole piece, you actually feel better about moving forward uh, in life and whatever it is you're working on your business, okay? Because you're learning new skill sets. And then that's what creates the confidence for you to be someone that everybody else comes to to solve the problem. Meaning you're the smart motherfucker who gets to solve all the problems. And guess what that motherfucker also gets? They get the most money. Mm -hmm. Because the people who solve the most problems get the most fucking money because they're the most fucking valuable. So why don't you quit shitting on the fact that your life is presenting you with all these opportunities to improve and start appreciating that it is. Mm -hmm. Because that's what's going to make you in the long run. You're just looking at it completely wrong. Yeah. Guys, Andy, our third and final question. Uh, question number three. Andy, 
Uh, Andy, I own a retail store. Think home goods, but with local buys and crafts. Oh, that's cool. Um, what's the best way to attract new customers in a digital age with a physical brand uh, as I hesitate to invest heavily on the social media side? Do I need to just get over my fears and ride the wave or do I need to do something completely different? Listen, dude. First of all, your best way to get new customers is to do such a great job with the current customers that you have and make the experience so fucking amazing that they cannot fucking help but tell this story about you, mm. okay? You want the story to be told about your store to be, this was not only the most incredible home goods store, this was the most incredible fucking shopping experience that I've ever had anywhere in my life. Mm. And if you can do that, then those people will spread that message for you. So my first answer is fix your shit, okay? Make it so that when these people walk out of the door, they actually like are so amazed that, that they turn around and they walk back and they shake your hand unsolicited and say, dude, thank you so much for that. That was fucking amazing. Or thank you so much for the great service. Or they give you a big hug, okay? Yeah. That's when you know you're doing it right in a retail setting, okay? Now, let's address... This is that was the first step. Yeah. Okay. Do this first. And I'll explain why here in a second. Now, the second step is if you're not using the tools available to you, these are these are inexpensive, highly effective, highly targeted tools that allow you to grow your retail business, your small business, exponentially because you have some hang up about technology and not understanding it. And you're not willing to at least go find some people that do. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because that is cheap, it's effective, and it will help you win on a massive scale. Now, do you want to go out and do that automatically? No. You want to have the process that I laid out the first part of the question because if the experience is bad, okay, let's just say people are coming in, they're getting treated like shit. Right. They're not, and you think that going out and creating this online e com campaign is going to somehow solve your problem. It's going to actually quicken you going out of business because hmm. it will do the exact opposite of spreading the amazing word of mouth. What it will do is you'll go out, you'll get all these new people who've never heard of you before to now give you a chance to earn their business. They will come in and shop at your store and they'll fucking go out and they will say, that was the biggest crock of shit I ever went to. They were out of shit. The place was dirty. The people were rude. Hmm. The experience was terrible. And you'll go out of business extra fast yeah. because word of mouth can be accelerated that quickly with technology. So that's what you're afraid of probably, right? Well, that is what they're probably yeah. afraid of. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and honestly, some people, you know, they're a little older, do have hangups on technology because they don't understand the great things they can do. Um, but a lot of my day. Yeah. <laughs> well, bro, listen, I'm fucking that old. Okay. Like, fuck you. All right. But the truth of the matter is, is like, but see, I'm smart enough to go find motherfuckers that understand They can it. do it, yeah. 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 And do it good. Yeah. So have your, have your system in place mm -hmm. to create this experience. Then think of the e-com campaign that you're trying to create around this as the gasoline to the fire. So you got to build the fire first, all right? Now, if you go out and, and you don't have the fire and you go out, you get all the gasoline in the world and it ain't going to fucking blow the fuck up, Okay. And actually what will happen is it'll quicken you go out of business. You need to understand this. A lot of people make this mistake. A lot of people. This is why you have so many e-com kids having to go through, you know, this product and this product and this product. And I understand 
that a lot of these e-com kids when they're young, that's the point. They're right. like just caring about the income stream. But the real killers, the motherfuckers that are going to be like billionaires when they're fucking 35 years old and 40 years old, those kids will understand what I'm saying right now. And they will build an amazing concept and then understand that e-com is just an advertising arm of this concept and experience that you've created. That already exists. Though, yeah, yeah. And you may make less cash flow when you're 19, 20, 21, and you won't, you won't be able to buy your fucking Huracan at 21 <laughs> years old. But uh, when you're fucking 40... Uh, Bugatti will be knocking on your fucking door asking you to buy cars from them. Mm -hmm. Ask me how I know. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's think of this the long game. Yeah. Okay. You could still do very well, uh, but build your fire, add the gas. That's, real. that's what you're going to, that's what you're going for here. I love it. Yeah. And, and you guys have to understand. You're lucky to have this technology. If you don't utilize it, you really are fucking stupid. Yeah. Okay. Because if you utilize it the right way, this man or woman, whoever owns the store, you could scale that store out across the country. And, and be a, the next home goods. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. You could be the next home goods of locally sourced shit everywhere if you leverage this properly. So I would encourage you to think a little bigger than what you're thinking right now. You know, we got we to gotta crawl before we can walk, but, yeah. you know, you're going to find out real quick if you follow what I just told you, that things can happen very fast if you're, if you're good about doing it. Guys, Andy, that is three. All right. Well, pay the fee. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll, can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed. Close.